All right. You ready to start? Yeah, let's start. All right. Mean City Horror. Good evening, everyone. Fans, <laughs> friends, friends, fan, <laughs> fans, what, whatever, fans like. I don't know, whatever. Thank you, the four of you, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's up, Matt? How's it going, bud? Uh, it's all right. I'm sitting here drinking on my uh, Bailey's on the rocks, and you're over there handling what? The uh, what was left of the wild turkey 101 you're a you're a greater man than i am matt uh it's just been cold you know kind of warmed you up well, okay because i was gonna ask you know last episode we did our thanksgiving episode and we were drinking well daryl and i were drinking the wild honey but you still had a version of turkey and we were talking about the 101 and that's that's so I was curious to know if you went and got the one on one because of that, or if you just needed to get warm, or maybe it was a combination of both. About a combination of both. Mm. Me, wild wild turkey. I mean, it's it's all around, all around. Uh, well, well known drink, but I I I I like to like to uh, indulge it. Like, uh, is indulge the right word? I, I don't know. I, I like to indulge a little bit during the holidays and it just seems like the holiday drink for me okay you know like i said warms you up in the inside it's been a bit on the colder side you know winter is among us and yeah here we are well right on man so what are we doing today well welcome back again um <laughs> we're we're actually so uh, we're putting each other on blast to start okay got it <laughs> we're actually reworking reworking this one um had a bit of a faulty technical difficulty from the last uh, last time we tried to pull this off. Why don't you tell everybody at home what <laughs> the fuck you're talking about? All right, so uh, let's rewind about, a, I don't know, a few days back. Uh, we went to go uh, record this podcast and uh, got all set up. We watched the movie, had a good time, talked about some things, put something together. Uh, right when we're about to start, we start recording and we get an error message on our equipment. Yeah, there was a write error, something, uh, for some reason, nothing was recording to the SD card, which sucked because I was too drunk to try to figure out an alternative. So I was just like turning it off and turning it back on. <laughs> you ever watch the IT crowd? No, no. <laughs> well, I can imagine those are like the basic steps, though. Basically, like, the IT crowd yeah. is like a like an English version. Well, it's not a version of anything, but like it was this English show where um, these two guys worked in IT for some company, and one of the guys, dude, you know him. He's been in a bunch of different movies. Um, he was in Bridesmaids. He was the cop that um, hooks up with Kristen uh, Wiig. Anyways. It's him and this other dude, and they're the two IT guys for this company. So every time they would answer their phone, like in the IT department, they'd be like, IT, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Because it's like the standard like go-to move for like deep, you know, trying to restart shit. We use that joke at work all the time. <laughs> company, so 
All right. Turn it off and turn it back on again. So that's what I was doing. I was too drunk to try to figure out anything else. I had been drinking all fucking day waiting for you to show up. And then I just like, I think like I hit like maximum drunk and then all the equipment failed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm too drunk to figure this. <laughs> yeah. It got a little complicated by the end. Um, I, we didn't, we just kind of, you know, we set things up uh, for the, for, for a remote uh, uh, re revisiting of this one. And um, we just kind of left it at that, you know, like, <laughs> well, it sucks just, too, because, you know, I drove out, you came up, you know, we, we made, we moved some stuff around on our calendars and like, and then we can't put it together in the end. I felt bad. That's all right. I remember it was, it was always fun. Anyways, it was fun to, to, you know, to, to watch the movie and, and, was it though? and all right. So we get together, we watch this movie, we go to record equipment doesn't work here. We are today, right? You got the night off. Uh, the kids are not here. Pearl and I just chilling. It's early enough. We can record this. I can have a few drinks and not feel too bad about getting up in the morning. So all good, man. All works out. So what did we watch this go around? All right. So we did another, um, Christmas special, I'd say. And, uh, uh, you, uh, you came up with the concept of, a. Uh, uh, a, a little something new to celebrate Christmas this year. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the effort and uh, you know the movie itself. Um, in certain circumstances, I'd say, but uh, yeah, like I came out with a clean segue for the last time we opened up. So I'm gonna just say it right now because this year we didn't do Christmas. This year we're celebrating Hanukkah, L'chaim. which is <laughs> Lahaim. Which is a movie shot, uh, I'm sorry, what year was it? Uh, it was released in 2019. 2019. Um, and had some uh, familiar faces in it. It was a good good cast lineup, I'd say. You know, uh, a lot of iconic people that, that we got to see on not necessarily the big screen, but the uh, family size screen. Yeah, um, directed by a dude named Evan Magar, M-C-G-A-R-R. Um, I don't really know him for anything else other than this, and I didn't really know him, you know, for this until we actually watched it. But he's credited, um, also known for on his IMDb page for something called House of the Wolfman from 2009, um, some other movie called Sick Girl from 2007. Um, and that's really kind of it. He's got a couple upcoming projects, Mad Monster. He's the director. And then uh, another one called War of the Vegan Toss. War of the Vegan Toss? What the hell is a vegan toss? I, I don't know why. I'm just picturing like a food fight of vegans. Because it's like tossing around vegans? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's not how it's spelled. <laughs> P-E-G-A-N. T-U-A-S. Let me redo my Google search here. Well, I put in vegan toss and then all a bunch of Instagram shit and uh, Twitter shit comes up for him. So, uh, V-O. Okay. They're monsters. Vegans, monsters, monster vegans. Follow us on Instagram at vegan toss. They're monsters, but they're vegans? Yeah. Okay. 
Sure. I mean, yeah, whatever works. Man. <laughs> okay. Obscurity, obscurity yeah, never failed worse. anyone. <laughs> or has it <laughs> on many occasions? Uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat. It's like, like you, like you and I have both said, yeah, you, you specifically, um, you know, you can pretty much uh, take whatever out of this world idea and just slap it onto something and create something out of it. So I, I really can't, you know, bash the effort. I don't really know what a vegan toss is, but and vegan monsters, but all right, if it works. Well, at least at least you don't know what it is yet. When yeah, not everybody's gonna know what a vegan toss is. Next thing you know, you got a whole new franchise of like, kind of like when the flesh eaters came out or something, you know, or like you know, vampires, and you have like vegan monster people <laughs> or some shit i don't know i was honestly hoping you get more examples like critters and tremors and ghoulies and vegan toss you know? yeah 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 there yeah. you go yeah that's, that's better displayed right there like that all right so directed by eben mcgar written by eben mcgar um i bet if i search for a producer credit going to come up Eben McGar but it's got some like you said some really good known faces to it um before I jump into that I'll just read the synopsis here Hanukkah is a group of Jewish young adults who are in for a festival of frights with the help of a rabbi they deduce that they are being targeted because they have violated Judaic law and that their only chance of survival is to embrace embrace their faith hmm. be nice if i could read oh i mean okay like oh, it was a good summary all right no um i guess i could kind of see it okay but uh <laughs> like from what i remember like it uh it may have tried to take make that effort but not really i mean i don't oh i mean whatever this is what they this is what they 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 put the story as the plot uh, i guess that's what it is but well i'm gonna throw it out there and i'm gonna say spoiler alert or maybe just kind of jumping to the end here i didn't like this movie to be honest i you know maybe it's because i've been drinking all day or whatever and maybe i had different expectations for it but like it's an hour and 40 plus so it's a it's a fucking long movie and it's not written very well i think um it just drags out in a lot of places i think at one point even peter was like dude like when are we going to get to like the killing or the gore or the blood or the guts or whatever and not like, sure but i think that was i think that was tony either way it was thrown out there you know what i mean and that's kind of indicative of what this whole movie was and like in that moment i was like yeah where is that stuff you know Oh yeah, no, it's funny because when that did get brought up, I I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this movie's got the ultimate setup setup situation, but it's uh, not delivering. And and I, I I agree with you on as far as that goes. Um, I mean, it did it did have uh, quite the intro. Um, it kind of kind of started out on a strong you know a strong uh setting um i mean we see we see a very 
I hate to say it like this, elderly and sickly looking Sid Haig. Um, I don't know if that's because that's him on his way out the door, if that was actually just makeup or maybe a little bit of both. But uh, yeah, it was good old Sid Haig um, dressed up uh, in some. How would you describe the garb, the Jewish garb that he was wearing? Like, I just like. I don't know, normal church going garb or well first and foremost for those of uh for the kids at home who don't know who Sid Haig is by name Sid Haig uh for me is most um commonly known as uh Spalding Captain Spalding from House of a Thousand Corpses uh, but he's been in a ton of um, Rob Zombie's movies, including the sequels to House of a Thousand Corpses. So The Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, uh, Salem. Uh, I don't know that Salem is part of that franchise, but he's also in Salem. Um, he is in, I think he has some cameo spots in like Kill Bill in one or both of the Kill Bill movies, which again, I know is not a Rob Zombie movie, but still. Um Oh, fuck. He was in also something else with Rom Zombie. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I think it was his, um, I think it was the Halloween version that uh, Michael Myers, uh, that Rob Zombie did. The first Michael Myers, I think he was in that one. Um, but I don't remember where. I think I just saw him being credited. Um, he's credited as Chester Chesterfield from Halloween. Um, but I, I don't remember the character in the movie. So that guy is uh, Sid Haig. And what Matt's referring to as far as like his look is he was, this is actually his last movie before he died in 2019. Um, there was something I read where there's a little bit of, I don't know that controversy is the right word, but there was a little bit of a kerfuffle about which movie his final movie was. And I think um, some people, most people are saying, hey, this was the last one. Um, but I think Rob Zombie was saying three from hell was the very last Sid Haig movie, but this one does come out after three from hell. So I don't know if maybe three from hell was shot after Hanukkah and then Hanukkah came out after three from hell. I don't know how the Hollywood people like, you know, measure that up or whatever, but I mean, in IMDb it's listed that way and it did it come out, you know, date wise after three from hell. So I don't know. To me, that that means that this was his last movie. But to get back to your question, yes, it's an opening scene where he is. I don't, dude. I don't. Again, I don't remember so much of this movie. Like, um, but they called him the 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 haunted well, killer. <laughs> he was um, a, a character murderer called the haunted killer apparently well well, so what happens in that opening scene is like we see that he's got some woman tied up in a bathtub full of like what's to be what what looks like blood like just she's just like drenched in it and it's hard to tell because like the film the the scene itself is like like in a like a silver tone almost like a like a noir kind yeah yeah it was reminiscent of like that so so you can't really tell you just see that the liquid is very dark so you just you you automatically go to blood she's butt ass naked in there and so you again you just kind of assume that it's blood and then he has this child um on a table in like the living room where he like 
he's creeping up on it and I don't remember if he had a knife or what, but like you get the sense that like he was about to sacrifice this kid uh, in this, you know, in this, in this kitchen or living room or whatever it was. And then the police bust in to, to, you know, catch him and arrest him. And I don't know if they killed him, shot him and killed him, or if they just arrested him or what, but yes, after they arrested him, they booked him and the news reports started coming out and the paper ads and all that shit. And everybody was labeling him as the Hana killer. Hana killer, I think is like the intent of the way that's Hana killer. Whatever. Yeah, it was it was something. But I, I don't think it was just he was labeled just after that. I think it was already labeled because remember uh when he when he went to his basement or whatever that was when he's preparing for his uh quote unquote ritual uh he was listening to the radio and the radio was talking about you know like uh, the the haunted killers at it again and blah 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 you know he smashes the radio and stuff like that Mm. almost like he doesn't want to hear it gotcha um he seems disturbed by this and you know tosses the radio like you said he picks up this kid you think he's gonna sacrifice him and you're, you're right i don't remember how he died i know he died uh probably not finishing his sacrifice whatever the <laughs> case may be um and left the kid kind of the kid was kind of giving himself to him too you notice right he's a kid he doesn't know what's happening it's probably his dad you know that wasn't disclosed true yeah yeah they didn't really say who it was in relation oh maybe what i don't know whatever the kid seemed like he was just very what's the word oh man compliant i guess i can say he was compliant yeah i guess but it was a very odd situation you're like these kids just gonna let him like sacrifice him whatever and didn't happen sacrifice never happened he died like you said made the headlines blah 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 the the haunted killer is dead and and then we we move what 30 some odd years into the future 36 ask me how i remember oh i know how (laughs) we both know how (laughs) sorry i went really high on the octaves there all good ecstatic (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah all right so 36 years later which uh turns out to be around our time or the time of this movie maybe 2019 i don't know it was like 1980 something that it started out in like 1984 um, whatever but yeah here we are in the future and we got a bunch of um as as you would see on any normal like horror film you got a bunch of goofy um college level kids you know getting ready for some outing they're getting ready to go to dinner at um one of the girls house and like her boyfriend was supposed to be meeting her there and like we get the impression that they're all um jewish um, yeah including the boyfriend who is a black guy which uh, it's kind of a uh it's a i guess a rarity and so they, I only say that because they had made a couple of references to it that like maybe he converted over to Judaism for the purposes of being with the girl. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it was something like that. But he was like very dead set on the lifestyle too, right? He was. Yeah. You like you know, they made reference to like 
how they haven't had sex yet because uh, he wanted to be married before they had sex. But then like the girlfriend, um, you know, that's telling this whole story um, played by actress Sadie Katz. Um, her name was Rachel. Um, Sadie Katz known very little on my end. She did something. She was in wrong turn six. I didn't even know they made six of those movies. Um, but in something called the Bill Murray experience, um, some other stuff. Um, a bunch of like uh, B-rated for like stuff that we would watch. You mean there's an actress on here that's only B B-rated horror, <laughs> um, typecasted? <laughs> man. Hey man, you know when when you want to work, you'll take it. You'll take the work wherever it comes from. It, no, I mean I, what I what I clearly mean by that is that the the actors that are in this, they, you know. If you didn't catch on to that, ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's kind of a throw to most of these actors that are in this film have even started out this way, just deeply berated stuff that most people only kind of rem remember in the rear view or maybe mm. not at all. You know what yeah, I mean? Um, and they're not really typecasted because some of these people have made it into some big budget uh, action films, big budget uh studio films and stuff like that but the, the the cool part about them is that they come lingering back to the b-rated and and the the fans of this stuff just eat it up man it's like they're heroes like sure. woo there they are again man like right sure sure reference to uh to our friend dick miller who is also in the film that you know, <sighs> we'll get we learned that. about yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll get up all to that you know it's probably gonna be a bit of a scramble here so she is insinuating that you know um he's all goody two-shoe 100 jew all in wants to wait to have sex till they're married he went you know to her mom's house ahead of her to like get ready and stuff and she's pretty much like fuck this dude i don't give a shit about him and then you start picking up the whore vibes from her and you're like oh okay okay you're actually a little bit of a slut all right i get it um and then they end up leaving the house and they don't even go to the dinner party right they just end up ditching him leaving him there and <laughs> like just have dinner with the mom which this may be slipping ahead but like i thought like they the mom and the boyfriend were gonna hook up and i think there's even they even call that out in one scene she's like i'm not trying to sleep with you or something she's like oh yeah no he thought because well it, it was one of those awkward situations where you show up. I mean, you have to describe it to these people. Like, look, you, you show up, you, you show up to this girl's house that you're supposed to supposedly madly in love with. And you've, you've converted Judaism or is it, is that right? Judaism? Right. Yes. Okay. Um, and you go, you go to her family door, ready to go to that family dinner that everyone's supposed to be at. And oh, you know what? She decided to go out to a party instead. But you can have dinner with me. So it's now the new boyfriend and the mom gonna have dinner alone, which you already saw it in the poor guy's face. Like he really wanted to say no. I mean, he wanted to come up with anything else. I mean, come on, let's be real about this. But he just he really stuck it out. He was just like, ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure you know he wanted to look good you know so that's what you get that's what you get you get you get stuck there i didn't know what was worse i mean we already knew that the that the uh 
that the um of the potential victims of this movie were already going into uh the inevitable right and then there's this guy stuck with this lady's mom i didn't really know what was going to be worse man i really yeah. didn't i got you <laughs> <laughs> choose the murder path or choose the uh boring mom path that i don't know she wasn't boring but interesting okay. enough <laughs> okay i i wanted to revert a little bit but, um i think uh was this all right the the interaction between the boyfriend and the mom when she invited him into to dinner with her solely um did we already reached that point where they were in the car together and we got to see the girl he was dating for the first time right and um <laughs> i remember raymond's comment about how old is this chick right she looked old <laughs> well it was she's weird it was like i don't like she was like i don't know what the word is that you would use to describe it but like she would look young and old at the same time in like different scenes. I was like, dude, what is happening right now? But, but yeah, yeah, she did look old. Yeah. Which didn't match up with like the rest of the like young 20 somethings that were in the rest of the group. No, I didn't. Her mom is played by an actor named PJ souls. Does that name ring a bell? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I know when we were watching it, you had pointed it out and it all made sense because I, I, I did kind of recognize her. Uh, uh, you said she was, uh, well, and she was the one from Carrie, you said, the original, she right? She is, yes. She is in the original Carrie. Uh, she was uh, the one of the, the lead uh, antagonists, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, she was the one wearing the baseball hat. Right. There's like a red. She she wore a red baseball hat throughout it. Um, we also name? know her from uh, Halloween, right? She was uh, Laurie Strode's friend. Correct. Yes. Annie. Um. No, or Linda. Linda. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Annie and Linda, the and blonde then... one, and then she had like these like barrettes in her hair or something like that. These little like bow ties in her hair. So she's from Halloween. She's from Carrie. And then I think like in the very first scene when we see her open the door um, for the boyfriend, she uses one of her lines from Halloween, which was like totally. But I don't remember where in Halloween she used that. Um, I just I remember reading that and they had said that, you know, that was one of the ones from Halloween. Yeah. 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 That That actually was said in Halloween. I don't remember what part it was, but yeah, I remember her saying it. Like yeah. That. Okay, so uh, the 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 friends end up leaving the apartment, um, and they leave home, dude, um, at uh, the mom's house, and they're pretty much like, ah, fuck him, he'll he'll get by. Um, he was invited. He could have come. He decided to go there. <laughs> No, I think like they ditched. Was... I think they ditched. No, them. no, that's what they told. That's what they said in the car. I remember that. I remember that conversation. Um, his own girlfriend, in fact, was the one that said it. She was all like, "Ah, fuck him. He was invited, but you know, want to go I'm, there." I'm going to trust you a lot throughout this episode because <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. So, all right, I'm down with that. That sounds good. <laughs> it was already double cross. 
So they leave him there. They don't even, I mean, like, they just leave him there. They don't even go there to, like, try to pick him up or anything. They just leave. And they're on this way to a party that's supposed to be hosted um, and kind of fulfilled with other Jewish people, right? It's kind of the theme of the movie um, because it's called Hanukkah and it deals with the Hanukkah killer. Um, and they end up stopping at a gas station for gas, I believe. And they come up against this car uh, with two guys and a girl in it. And I, I thought maybe they were Israeli, but I think later in the movie they turned out to be Russian, which um, you can be Russian Jew. It's totally fine. I didn't know if they were Jewish or if they're just Russians. Um, but either way, they, they make it known that they're Russians in the movie later. And like they're treating the girl that they're with like like shit. And they end up like leaving her at the gas station. Right. These two Russians and this girl. Um, do you remember her name? Was it no, Cheryl? I just remember that one dude's name was Ivan, the guy that was driving the car. I don't know why. It just stuck Ivan with me, and but. Yuri, but I don't remember the chick's name. E- either way, I think because I'm looking right here and it, it says Cheryl. Um, it, the best way to describe these guys, too. Like, they're your traditional, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if fuckboy is the term, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of like what I picture, like when people say fuckboy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, party goers and shit. Like it's just, you know, yeah, like they're wearing party like white Adidas tracksuits with like wife beaters <laughs> and gold chains, and they're playing like, you know, rave slash I'm gonna date myself here, but they're playing like loud techno music in the car, all bumped up, you know, and they're like, Yeah, we go to party now. Like, come <laughs> come party. And she's like, Oh no, no, no. And they're like, fuck you then, and like just take off on her. Yep. <laughs> You choose me or you choose Red. Well, fuck you. And he just leaves her there at the gas station. I mean, man, when you got a party, you got a party, right? Yeah. Can't let somebody damper it. So, so they get, I, I think the R group of uh, people gets into a little bit of a tussle with them and they end up seeing like this girl being mistreated and they're like, Oh, should we do something? And they're like, ah, fuck it. It's not our place. And then they, those guys, the fuck boys end up leaving her there and they're like, Oh shit, should we pick her up and take her? And they're like, ah, fuck her. She's on her own or whatever. And then they take off. And it turns out, um, they're going to the same party. Now, while all of this is happening, there's other stuff happening too. We get, we keep getting these cutscenes to this guy who we can't really see his face. Um, he's in a traditional like rabbi outfit with the big hat and everything. And there's even a scene where this Nazi, I don't know where the fuck this scene came from. But, like they were just like, Hey, this is a cool idea for a scene. And let's just like work it in somewhere. Just throw in a neo-Nazi just walking down the street in broad <laughs> and just, daylight and, and just, shit. Like, with a big Swazi on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. Just one of them with a big old fucking swastika on the back of his head and not like on the back back, but like on the upper, like, like, top back yeah where like most guys lose their hair and <laughs> i the was back. gonna say yeah the bald spot area yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marking the inevitable i, I believe and, as- uh, and and then your your brother had pointed it out too we were we were watching that scene and it was that that same street as as that took place on on halloween uh, that Michael Myers was uh, kind of following behind Laurie Strode and her friends, right? It was like the same. I mean, it was filmed the same way. Obviously, it was a shout out too, you know. But it was so funny how he called it because, like, 
seconds right after he even said it, they even replicated the scene of Michael Myers kind of peering around the bush and shit. Just yeah, with the rabbi him. just staring. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, from there, it cuts to another scene where the rabbi had already kidnapped the neo-Nazi and then, like, killed him. And then he's, like, you know, kind of peeling his cap back, if you will. And what he did was he carved off the back of the head where that had the um, swastika on it, but like in a circular pattern. And so he then made a fucking yarmulke out of this dude's like head. Skull cap. Yeah. <laughs> Literal skull cap. <laughs> skull cap yarmulke. But like, weird. I, I expected it. I, I thought, I, I know it would have been against, you know, Everything he stood for, but I thought for a second he was going to actually wear the skin with the Swazi logo on it as the yarmulke. What did he do with it? Did he not? I swear. No, no. He just peeled the skin off and just wore the bone as a yarmulke. Wow. I think he trashed. He he even stepped on the the Swazi, Mm. which makes a lot more sense than, you know, where I would have gone with that. Yeah, I gotcha. So moving on. Um, who makes it to the party first? The fuck boys? Yeah, the fuck boys make it to the party first because um, they left before our group of characters left. They get to the party and like, I think immediately they're like, is there even a fucking party here? Because like, there's like no music. There's like nobody outside. It's quiet as shit. They, and then- they walk in, they walk into a sausage fest. <laughs> Yeah, remember we were all laughing about that yeah. shit. Like, and, and the reason why we're laughing is, I mean, come on, everyone who's listening, this has happened to you like a thousand times at least. Where you know you're, you you think you're going to some big party, you're like, all right, you know, there's gonna be someone of the opposite sex there, you know, depending on your preference, the same sex, well, whatever the case may be, but. It's not what they expected, right? Mm-hmm. They they walk into this this really like fucking uh, God, what's what's, the, what's a good word? There was for like it? six people the there. Roadblock. There was like yeah. six people there. There was nothing happening. There was no barely any music on. The fuck boys are like, what the fuck is this? And the host <laughs> is like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we we got some girls coming or whatever, and uh, you know we're working on it. And I was like, Ugh. oh. You know what? I got some notes that I actually I still have right here because there's something about that that I actually wanted to to discuss as well, because I thought it was funny that they were giving the host of the party a bunch of shit. Right. Uh, Like, well, what the fuck? You know, you give us this house. We're here to party and there's no girls here. There's no this There's no that. And I think my my question for that was. Oh, yeah. So when Ivan told the dude that's throwing the party about, he's all like, what the fuck? You couldn't bring a bunch of single women. Um, now, here's what I, I was wondering. Is it really the responsibility of the guy who's throwing the party? Yeah, I understand, you know, but he's already setting you up with the spot to kick it, right? He's already giving you a place to do what you need to do or to do what you want to do. But you're blaming him for not not bringing all the party favors, quote unquote. Well, yeah, if you're hosting a party, then like that's what hosting is, you know, hey, come to my house 
for a party. A party includes music and booze and party favors and, you know, drugs and people. A mix yeah. of men and women for those who want. But the best you can do is tell people to come, right? You're not, you can't make them come. So it's not, therefore, you're just, I don't know. This is where I'm different about that. It's like. <laughs> I think it's because you've been burned one too many times with parties. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that was just one of those things I, I had to bring up. So I was like, really? I mean, you can come down hard. This guy, he's <laughs> letting you in his house, going through all this shit, whatever. So. They get there, they're all pissed off. There's no, you know, big party. And then um, our group of characters shows up and they're kind of feeling the same way. And immediately the two girls in our group were just like, mm, fuck this shit. There's nothing but guys here. And I'm not trying to like get all caught up in like getting hit up by every one of these guys here. So they go and like find a bedroom to like hang out and just kind of kick it. Yeah, kick it's a good word for that. And then I don't know, like, and, and again, this is where I get lost because like, I feel like there was just so much time just burnt in the house, you know, just burning film, if you will. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was really much going on. They're all just kind of like hanging out. And then like, at the same time, this rabbi that killed that neo-Nazi is also standing outside the house and kind of watching what's happening. And, you know, as uh, I think one of the fuck boys had come outside to like have a smoke or whatever. And then he, the rabbi ends up killing the fuck boy. And uh, because he had the keys to the car or whatever, you know, nobody could leave the next day. So they act, our group of friends actually ends up getting stuck at the house for like a couple days, if I recall correctly. Yeah. It's something, something, some car problems or whatever. Uh, oh, I feel like, oh, yeah, you are missing something. Well, we can't forget, you know, there was that gratuitous uh, lesbian scene when they went into the bedroom, you know, they had to throw that in there. Yeah, they were just bored. The two girls were just bored in there. Kicking so it. bored that they're just going to wear this girl. They're in some girl's room. It happens to be the sister of the guy who's throwing the party. And they're just going through her shit, like trying on her outfits and shit like that. And it goes from that to, uh, you know, engaging yeah. to some lesbianism and stuff. Do you remember who initiated it? Wasn't it wasn't the whore, right? It was the no, other girl it, that was with it, her. It's the girl with the tattoos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was the one that was all about it. Uh, uh, so was the other one, the girl that was the potential girlfriend of the guy who's now, you know, having dinner with her mom. The whore. Um, the whore. Yeah, we'll just call her the whore. The whore. <laughs> No, um, I and she was, I, I thought she's. I, I, I sorry. I, I maybe I I didn't pay attention as much, but I thought she was like, no, I'm. That's not me. I'm not into this stuff. No, 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 no. It was. Uh, <laughs> and she had some. There, there were. They're they're off to a good start, and all of a sudden, like you know, like uh, I think the the actual whore, um, you know, was called a whore by the other girl. And she says, do you think I'm some kind of whore or something? She's like, well, yeah. And then so <laughs> I think all of us were like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't disagree with her there. But yeah, she um yeah, she ended up uh ending ending it right there and and nothing came of that and she got shut down. Oh well. Yeah. You know. So they're stuck. Try, in, try again. So they're stuck in this house for a couple of days. They're trying to figure out how they can leave magically somehow like three days have gone by and no one's run out of cell phone juice. That was uh, a weird kind of uh, uh, call out by Raymond. 
But the dude who was throwing the party, the girl who's, you know, owns the room that the other two girls were in, ends up coming back to the house and she's all mad because all these people are there and no one's leaving. And so her and the brother are trying to help these people figure out how the fuck they leave. Um, but then like, I don't know, are they getting picked off one by one at this point? Cause that rabbi is still kind of like hanging around killing people. Yeah, I think you're giving this this movie too much credit. I don't think there was a lot of killing involved that, at this point. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's there was a few towards the beginning, but there was a lot of uh, potential to kill. Like, but there was just it, it was a lot of sit down, quiet. Like, what is he gonna do next? Kind of shit. But yeah, he's just kind of lurking around, right? Not really doing much. And like, you're watching these people be in this house for three days stranded because the guy with the car keys left, and it's like call a cab or an uber or call someone to come pick you up like why the fuck are you just like feeling you know stranded in this house and i think that's where i got mad at it and i think i stopped paying as much attention to it because it just it just i know what these movies are right and they can be a lot of fun and great and and this one just seemed like i don't know just it didn't it it just didn't and it's trying to be something it wasn't and there was not a lot of meat on the bone if you will so i i I agree with what you said there i tried to be something that it wasn't because it as as i had said like it started off it it had a good start and there was a lot of like comedic moments and stuff but as they got further and further into it even though it kind of kept its its non-serious tone it felt at times like it was trying to be too serious with the storytelling yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, I can't take this movie seriously. It's about a guy who's killing people who are not following proper Jewish <laughs> procedure, I guess. Well, and then here's protocol. The thing. We don't even know that that's the case until the very end, right? Which is when um, uh, somebody shows up to the house. I, I, I even forget how he got there. But the dude that shows up to the house is Charles Fleischer. For those who don't know the name, um, he was in a movie called Zodiac with, um, what's his name? The Nightcrawler. Bubble Boy. Donnie Darko. Oh, fuck. Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so he's in I the- almost said Jonah Hill. I, I was totally wrong about that. <laughs> he was in the uh, the Knights, the um, Zodiac movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. But Charles Fleischer is also very more popularly, commonly. Sorry, I'm a little drunk already. He is better known as the voice of one Roger Rabbit. Yeah, Roger Rabbit. Oh, don't sound too excited about that. Man. <laughs> uh, Do you not well, like Roger no, Rabbit? Like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. I, I liked, I love Roger Rabbit, but it was just funny because uh, I didn't realize that until you pointed it out when we were watching the movie, mm, though. Got it. It just kind of came out of the blue woodworks. It yeah. was funny. I was looking at his IMDb page. And just, he's- just another cameo for this movie, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, I was looking at his IMDb page and he's, you know, obviously credited for being the voice of Roger Rabbit in Roger who framed Roger Rabbit, which one of my favorites. Um, but he also did the voice of Roger Rabbit in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. That's on Apple. No, Disney plus. Have you seen that? No, I never, Ah, dude, dude, you never watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I went, I just never really followed it. No. I know it was big amongst a lot of people. I just didn't really watch. Same thing with Thundercats. I didn't really watch Thundercats. Mm. I watched well, TMNT, but well, yeah, who didn't? 
but the movie the movie's good the one on uh, disney plus is really good i recommend it yeah even if you weren't a fan of the series like you'll appreciate the nostalgia and a lot of the um call outs and flashbacks and like you, you'll appreciate it just for being like a product of the 90s i recommend it so this guy shows up um amon feast is his name and he's come to tell the story of Judah Lazarus, who is that Sid Haig's character. That is the Hana killer. And he's telling the story about how he, you know, was busted in in the middle of trying to sacrifice his son. And I, I think it's implied at that point that the the rabbi that's going around killing neo Nazis and stalking our our friends at the party here is the son that was that judah was going to sacrifice and now he's out doing like his father's bidding they call him the hanukkah killer because he kills every hanukkah one person every day for eight days right yeah and so yeah he, i think that's what it is and usually his victims are jews who are not being very Jewish, right? Not following Judaic <laughs> law, like the description said, just kind of acting outside of the Jewish uh, stereotype or uh, practice. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> whatever. So that's where we find out in the end or towards the end who this guy is and what he's doing and why he's doing it. I mean, it's kind of implied throughout the movie that that, you know, I don't know. I picked it up immediately. Was like, oh, that's probably the dude's son, right? Because it's thirty six years later. He lived, and now he's going around killing people as a rabbi during Hanukkah. Like, you know, you do the math, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But they made it official with uh, Charles Fleischer's character, kind of telling us that that was the point. And then I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened from there. I don't remember. I think for a lot of us, it became kind of a blur. Because I, I find ourselves we questioned a lot of things for for whatever reason, the fuck boy or one of the fuck boys at least had come back to the house, and we're like, wait, when did he come back? How did he well, show we up? We thought there? he died, right? Because like he went out to get a smoke, and then the rabbi got him. So we're like, oh, okay, he's dead, and then that's why he's not there for three days because he died, and then he just fucking showed up. Like, hey, you guys ready to go? It's like, what? Where the fuck have you been? And like, I thought you were dead. But I don't think that's how they took it in the movie. I think they were just like, oh, okay, you're back. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, it was it was super weird. Um, So I think the black Jewish guy and the whore's mom come to, like, help save them, right? Okay. There's a scene with Here's them what in I the remember. car. So I, like, how I, the fuck they get in the car? Let's go back to the, the, the dinner date with the mom. The, the black dude, he, he calls... I'm sorry I'm calling him by that name, but I actually totally forgot his name. I He's not even in the credits, so I can't even tell you who it was. So the black Jew guy, he uh, he's he's telling her mom, he's like, you know, I ain't, I ain't trying to sleep with you. Josh, because she's sorry, being, sorry, I found it. His name is Josh. Uh, actor Josh, okay, so Josh. He's trying to tell her his mom, or her mom, I'm not trying to sleep with you. She's throwing clear signs that she's just trying to sleep with them. But it finds out it was totally innocent and he just feels like an idiot, right? So after that awkward moment, uh, after they've been partying or whatever and stuff, at some point, um, I don't 
know how he knew where they were. I don't know if they called him or whatever the case was. He showed up. He he drove all the way out there, you know, hours away from where they came from. Um, and they're like, well, you know, since you're here and all and we're stranded here, maybe you can give us a ride back. And he's like, yeah, nah, fuck you guys. You guys left me there. <laughs> I was like, why, why do I have any reason to bring you back with me and stuff? You guys screwed me over, you know, which I, I can't blame them for that. You know, at least they tried. And that's all they could do. I, I don't really know. Did they end up? So did, did they end up leaving the house? Like, I don't remember what happened. I remember he left and that girl wound up with his wallet. The same girl that was trying to sleep with the blonde chick, mm. his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. A lot of it became fuzzy after that. Yeah. All I remember is cutscene to Dick Miller, the late, great Dick Miller, who's been. Oh, no, you... no. I mean, the, I did, there's still a small cluster we can capture before that. Before okay. that. And then, I'll say this. Okay. Then we had this, like, uh, this, this, this side thing going on where there was a, a woman who was being tortured by the Hana killer, right? Um, uh, she was at his uh, shed or whatever the fuck it was, um, some trap place that he keeps all his victims for some reason in some water in the ground or some shit. I don't know what he's doing, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, she actually has some kind of role uh, with these people that we didn't really know until later. Uh, I don't remember what that was. I do remember the girl tried to escape because he was sitting Chavez, right? Is that what it's called? Um, or, or it's where you sit for a day. You can't do no, anything. It's not, it's not even a day. It's seven days. It's Shiva. Shiva. So, so when okay. someone in the family dies, you, you sit Shiva, which is you sit and mourn them for seven straight days. No, he's, I don't know how that's working. I, I want to say this wasn't like seven straight days though, because he was doing the Hanukkah calendar, right? As he was killing his victims, it was like a skeletal hand with the, you know, all the, uh, all the necessary candles on the fingertips. Um, but this specific it was day, a, it he was, was a menorah. Be... It was like a skeleton menorah. Yeah, and he, he, for some reason, he was sitting there. Uh, the the girl had recognized what he was doing because she was trying to break out, and this guy essentially is just sitting there staring at her. He can't do anything. It's it's against his religion to do anything. So she's all, "Oh, here's an opportunity to escape. If this guy's gonna like, you know, be by the book by this. I can get out." And so she's like trying to undo her binds she gets out we think she's free and he's literally sitting there watching her as she's running for the door and she steps into that bear trap right outside mm. so he had already prepared for something like this and she was injured enough to be pulled back in and just in time for the next day or whatever when he's allowed to get back up so i don't know it was some random tidbit but at some point this is where it got kind of weird uh so what we didn't talk about was the whore who <laughs> didn't sleep with the other woman at that one point ended up sleeping with this other dorky dude and remember she even called him out on his small penis and shit so like the yeah <laughs> i totally forgot about that that's probably like <laughs> the best part of that whole movie 
Yeah, and, and and so like he's just sitting there all pissed off. Like he just got fucking like he's just like, oh man, demasculinized. But uh she was like, fuck me with your little micro penis. She's like, ooh, yeah, I can barely feel you. Like Is that, that it? Is that it? <laughs> Is that all you got? God, that poor guy. Um, so they they went missing, right? At some point they were gone. Um, that's when you, you talk about the Roger Rabbit dude. I'm sorry I call him that, but I forgot his name exactly. Um, he he had come in and told them this story, and then they went to going about, oh, where did these two people go? Um, and he somehow has information saying that they might still be alive or whatever. They they thought maybe they can go out and search for them. Um, I, people are dropping left and right. I can't remember the details of who was dying and why, or I mean, we know why, but who and what order type shit. All I remember is that that one dude, the Jewish dude with the the glasses, he was kind of like one of the main characters, right? He was kind of like the comedy relief. He was he was that guy that kind of sits quietly and just listens to everyone's bullshit and makes kind of like he's that stoner guy, right? Um, yeah. So dude. in the movie, his name is Adam. His real name is Robert Felsted Jr. He's the actor who plays the character Adam, but he is kind of our main character in the movie. Yeah. Uh huh. And then he comes face to face with the Hanukkah killer. Um, they they run into that that place that he keeps his victims, and uh, he saw his friends up there on the wall, um, chained up and uh, tortured, I guess. Um, and he's uh, he's he's having this conversation with with the Hanukkah killer. Uh, uh, he's I learned everything about you. Your father had 53 more more bullshit commandments than there needs to be and blah, blah, blah. And they just kind of get into this uh, battle of who knows who knows Jewish rights better kind of thing. Right. The dick it's measuring just, contest. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. Dick measuring contest. And for, for what reason, I have no idea. But I, I just remember this being kind of one of the closing elements of this movie. And I'm going, well, what the fuck? Like, it's not exactly what you would think was going to happen. And you think they'd get their, their words out and then there would be extreme closure. But there wasn't. Like you said, it, transi- it transitions into this... Um, what 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 are the churches called? Synagogue. I guess it's a synagogue, right? It's it's, it's in, no, it's a synagogue. I'm Jewish okay, enough so, to know synagogue. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So they're in this synagogue. It goes straight to the synagogue, and it's like you said, it's where we see uh, the good old Dick Miller, very aged, uh, very old. Uh, I think this had to have been his last film too, because he he had just passed recently too. Um, I, I did want to throw in one little tidbit there that I did recognize uh, our boy, Adam there, the guy with the glasses, I noticed, and we are going full circle with this, but I noticed he was a gremlins fan because he had a plush toy of spike. Well, before he was actual, for or stripe that that one gremlin that the leader of the the pack from the first one before he was an actual gremlin he still had that mohawk kind of thing he had a plush toy of that Mm. later on he made a reference i can't remember what it was but it was actual something that was said 
or he's all like, yeah, you're not supposed to feed him after midnight or some shit like that. Something that was very obvious. And then we get Dick Miller, who was in Gremlins. And I just thought it was funny because that was like totally full circle. Nice. But yeah, I was like, hey, that guy's a Gremlins fan. How and, funny is that? And then Dick Miller. And nice. then Dick Miller. And if you're, playing... if you're a fan of the podcast and you listen to us for a season or watched us on uh, YouTube, then you would know that Dick Miller is a very large common theme of uh, our episodes here. So it was very nice having him kind of early on in this new season to be able to like reintroduce that element from our first season into the second one here. So yeah, absolutely. Always, but yeah, um, D- Dick Miller's last movie as well. So this movie serves to be the last film for two kind of, um, I'll call them iconic uh, character uh, actors, the, that being Sid Haig and uh, this being Dick Miller. Yeah. I mean, would I ask for better for their careers for the end? Probably. Yeah. I spe- yeah. 100%. But I do happen to like the fact that they're both under that same cloud, that, that same exit sign. You, you know what I mean? It's kind of cool. I, I like when that happens because the last time I remember that happening, uh, well, to me, was the the movie bad santa right because you had john ritter and uh what's his name bernie mac and both yeah then they both died at around the same time like shortly after that movie came such out such a great movie i love that movie <laughs> yeah quite frankly one of my favorite that uh, christmas movies of all time if not the best <laughs> dude i just i just referenced that movie the other day at my mom's house someone was like you want some orange juice i was like orange juice what's in it and they're like oranges no, I'm okay. <laughs> I could I could name numerous scenes of that movie that will always stick to me, but I just I fucking love that part where he's sitting there eating his sandwich and the mom's all like, hey, look, baby, it's Santa Claus. And he's all he's all like, I'm on my fucking lunch break. <laughs> and when he says it, like half the sandwich falls out of yeah, his mouth. Yeah, it was a salad. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to report you. He's like, you think that's a threat? <laughs> God, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, that movie's great. But did we love Hanukkah? No, oh, not, no, no, not at all. Sorry. <laughs> so so in the in the closing, um, as we said, uh, Dick Miller, he's, a, I, I guess, a rabbi. He's like a retiring rabbi or he's just an elderly rabbi or he's preaching, right? He's preaching. Yeah, he's, he's credited as being Rabbi Walter Paisley in the movie so yes the rabbi yeah and he's just sitting there and it's almost like he's like we're now sitting in church listening to this guy right like he's giving us some proverbs or whatever they may he's be reading like, scripture but i i think right i think the impression that i got from the scene was that the scripture you're trying to read is like relevant to the movie like it's supposed to be like subliminal to what's happening in this movie i don't know it, it was Which just... personally i didn't i didn't get that but i don't i didn't get the movie in, in general so it makes a lot of sense yeah so you know uh like i said on the original run when we tried to get this recorded a couple days ago um and actually you know what it's a bad santa reference um there was a scene in bad santa where um <laughs> where um he had eaten all of the chocolate out of the kids uh, advent calendar 
and he woke up yeah. in the morning and realized it. Yeah. So he put like candy corn and aspirin and like all kinds of shit in it. Yeah, well, blood. Remember, he cut himself. Oh, with the wooden pickle. That, that was... But but the kids opening up the advent calendar and he opened it and it was like a it was a candy corn he was, instead of a chocolate. And he was like it's candy corn, and uh, I, why can't I remember the dude's name? What's the name of the the actor who plays Billy Santa? Bob Thornton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Billy Bob Thornton looks at the kid and he goes. Well, they can't all be winners now, can they? And that's how I thought about this movie with us sitting down to watch this movie with the purposes of recording a podcast and entertaining the people that listen. And I was just like, fuck. Well, they can't all be be winners, winners, can't they? (laughs) But again, that's why we do this, right? We watch stuff that you guys just don't have to watch because we're covering it and it's not always the best of shit to waste your time on most of the time it's stuff that we will tell you to go and watch in this in this case don't don't bother don't bother <laughs> i get discredited like well you know what like you know if you want to go for it but let's just say well i think i think i think my boy here and and me can both agree that this is there's no secret to why this movie was kept under the radar like it just it doesn't appeal to I think anybody really. It... All right, Matt, let's wrap it up, man. Hanukkah was a bust, right. um, but the real life Hanukkah is coming up in a couple of days, so this is going to get posted on the very first day of Hanukkah. Um, we're going to have some good stuff for you next year. Creepy Con is right around the corner in February, so looking forward to that. Um, we'll be back uh, shortly with another movie. All right. Yeah. All right, Absolutely. everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Kwanzaa. Oh, happy Hanukkah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, people. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Mutant City Horror. We out.